The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I have a very special guest who has been with us before by the name of Karen Tyfor. And Karen is with Aging Care Consultation Services. And she has shared with us a lot about advanced directives in the past. And we talked pre- previously about health care, but I wanted to have her back and talk about you know, advanced care planning and beyond the medical, because healthcare is huge, right, Karen? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more. And first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, Karen, tell me a little bit about um, beyond medical decisions. What does that mean? Right. Well, when people think of advanced care planning, a lot of people think of a will. So a will would be, of course, one of those pieces, sure. which determines where do you want your assets to be distributed to when you die. Mm-hmm. Or um, a trust or... Right. But when we're talking about a durable power of attorney for finances, um, you know, the person that's going to take care of any financial affairs, if you're Mm -hmm. not able to do so, Mm -hmm. they need to know what those financial assets are, Mm -hmm. where your bank account is, where, you know, where your savings or other investments are. So true. Um, And I'm working with a client right now where there's a considerable estate over several million dollars. We don't have any idea where the investments are because that is so true and the husband even, handled it and he died passwords in you know like online passwords to get right. into bank accounts it's it's about where's the safety deposit box mm-hmm. people don't know unless you tell them so right. there's so many things like that very mm-hmm. true yes or even where did you file you know do you have a copy of your last tax return where is that kept um, you know, where, where your retirement accounts, so you have a Deed pension. the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your insurance. Documents, your right, insurance. insurance. Yeah, right. there's mm-hmm. so many things. And so obviously um, that is a huge, huge piece of making sure that you your quote-unquote affairs are in order. Right. What do you advise to actually do that? Now you know how to do that. And, and at the mm-hmm. same time, keeping those documents safe. Right. Um, there's something that, you know, I've worked with clients all along with putting together binders mm-hmm. of their information. And a colleague of mine who I knew from graduate school, uh, she's Japanese and her family's in Japan. She's here and married an American. He doesn't speak Japanese. Her parents don't speak much English. So she'd put together a binder where the facing pages have one side is English and one side is Japanese, but you capture all of the same information. Wow. So that that way, her husband would be able to help her parents if need be, or her parents Perfect. would be able to see her information. And she calls it the life design notes. And it, we have a that. website for that called lifedesignnotes.com where you can buy it. It's only $25 for the binder that Perfect. comes with it comes with all the worksheets to, mm-hmm. you know, you can fill in one chapter at a time. And it also, it's beyond just capturing your information and telling your family members where things are, but also what about what you're doing now? What's on your bucket Amen. list? What Amen. kind of life do you want to have? What kind mm-hmm. of, you know, do you want to have a funeral? Do you want to be buried, you know, your ashes scattered somewhere? Where so, do you want to be? What right. do you want to do? And how do you want to be honored? Right. And understanding that that ceremony, whatever that is, it's for the loved ones that, you know, loved you. And right. it's an important part of remembering you. Right. And it's not something that how many times do seniors say, I don't want anything, you know, mm-hmm. because they don't want to burden their kids. Actually, right. it's a burden to their kids not to have. Right. They don't service. get that sense of closure. Correct. So yeah. the Life Design Notes book, we also have a place to capture all the friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So like think about lots of people have a holiday card list that yes. they send out to all their friends. So yes. um, having that all captured in one spot. 
Um, and of course, the other documents, you know, the, the power of attorney, sure. the will, the advanced directives, those are all important as well. Mm-hmm. What I always suggest is that people have copies of those mm-hmm. and you can have certified copies that are notarized to be an official copy right. and have copies of those in, an, in that notebook as well as to give copies to, of course, whatever agent you name in the documents. Mm-hmm. But then let's – I often recommend that folks involve an elder law attorney or an estate planning attorney. Oh, so important. And that Very attorney important. could maintain the originals. And right. then these official copies could be distributed. Right. And I always say, you know, scan it or email it to yourself. Take mm-hmm. pictures of it with your phone mm-hmm. so that you have it available to you. Because if you, you know, your, your loved one ends up in the hospital, you're running there. Are you going to stop by their house and get the documents? Sure. No. Sure. So. And, and, you know, this brings up a lot because I, I remember when my mother was in her final days. Okay. I didn't even know. If I should call her friends or not, mm-hmm. you know, did she want to die in dignity and be alone or did she want to see them before she passes away? Right. And sometimes it's hard to make that decision without having those conversations. And mm-hmm. I was really glad in my heart that mom and I had had those conversations. So I knew the people that were most close to her that she would want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was at the end of her life, I knew who to call. Right. But the thing is, after she passed, all I had was an address book. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what her connection was to these people. Right. I didn't know, you know, so I just start going through her address book saying, you know, my mother passed away. These are people that she had written down that knew her Maybe somebody she years worked ago. with at one time <laughs> yes, and never exactly. had any contact with, right? So you don't really necessarily know how mm-hmm. that all um, evolves right. or what those connections are. So again, even having those kind of conversations mm-hmm. of, you know, who do you notify when I pass away? Right. Who are the people that need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, what are my connections to them? So that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have those you know, those resources. Right. And then the other thing, really, I think it's also good to... You know, who do they contact mm-hmm. when people, you know, to say, you know, well, my daughter, Suzanne, is going to take care of that. Those are all things that obviously need to be discussed, I'm right. assuming. Right. But, yep. Mm-hmm. And I also say, you know, it's, it's not just about the medical decisions or the financial mm-hmm. decisions, but it's about your quality of life as well. Absolutely. So let's say in your later days that you're not able to communicate as well. You're not mm-hmm. able to say what you want. Um, my father loves classical music. If someone mm-hmm. were to play rock and roll or cheesy 70s music, he would be in excruciating pain. Exactly. So <laughs> we want to know what kind of environment does oh, the person want so as they age as well. So we're talking to Karen Typhor. And Karen, you are the founder of Aging Care Consultation Services. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I do a, a lot of different things, but consultation is really the, uh-huh. the key. I can do uh, comprehensive assessments of folks at home if we're not sure what's going on or uh-huh. if there's a diagnosis of dementia, but we don't know what to do. Um, I can go into the home and do you know a really comprehensive evaluation, look at the medications, look at the home safety, um, look at how they're doing in terms of managing mm-hmm. their, their daily life, as well as doing cognitive testing to see what kinds of things they might need support with, and then giving recommendations and options to the person and their family. Awesome. And then I I also facilitate family meetings if family members are uh-huh. in conflict and, and trying to come to consensus Huge. around things. Huge. Right. And then I also answer a lot of emails and phone calls just answering questions and pointing people in the right direction because there's a lot of free resources out there for elders and for family caregivers. Mm-hmm. And if I can point you in the direction of something free or something that's covered by your health insurance. So important. So important. Yes. And obviously, you know... At times of transition for families, just talking about your piece in this, mm-hmm. how many times are families all on the same page? Rarely. Never. <laughs> 
I think I've had one or two cases over the past 15 I, I years. I was going to say, I, I was being nice when I said <laughs> rarely. It's like, yeah. you know, son and daughter might say, mom needs assisted living, and I'm seeing her falling, and mom is sitting there going, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's understanding that fear piece. Right. It's understanding. And son and daughter, don't pressure her mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is she's going to dig her heels in more. Well, but allow right. her to process this and yes. i think that's the point is it's a process mm-hmm. everything is a process and yes. so to see you know just how that whole thing falls out i know i have a dear friend right now that's looking at moving into assisted living and she says oh it's probably one and a half or two years away mm-hmm. but she's starting to look and i think yes. that's great and i also think she goes i don't know when i'll be ready and i said to her you know what You'll know when the right time is. Nobody's going to pressure you to do anything you don't want to do. And even if they do pressure you, they can't force you to move. No, no. Our our laws in Washington State really protect our civil liberties, and that's to the the dismay of some family members. And your privacy as an individual. It's like you will know when the time is right. right. And I think the other thing that happens, too, is with mom with her heels dug in, mom's going to tell Karen things. That she's not going to tell her kids. Right. Right. Because she wants to put that front up. She's mm-hmm. the mother. And the, and you should stay the son and daughter. Don't turn into this parenting your parent business. Right. Because it's not going to go over well. Right. <laughs> and I hear people say the word, the term role reversal. That you're now that. having to take care of your parents. I said, no, you're that supporting never. your parents. They're still your parents. You still have to Thank have you. that <laughs> respect and that, you know, you have to defer to their authority of themselves. Absolutely. So, and I think that goes for anybody, whether it's a sibling taking care of a sibling, mm-hmm. you're not their parent. No. You're supporting them. And I, I, you know, you're right. When people say, you know, well, when role reversal or I even know of a couple of elder care providers, one in particular that has the name of her business called Parenting Your Parents. Mm-hmm. And I cringe every single time I hear that term. Yeah. It's like you should never ever ever um be in that position it's Mm -hmm. like you're there to honor their wishes and help them you know age in the best way possible for their quality of life right and but you know sometimes their wishes aren't yours Mm -hmm. but it's not your life and i think what we how we define the term parent has changed over time as well for for my parents in that generation a parent is the authority the parent, the parent says what goes, and there's there's that no questioning that, and it's very um, top down. You know, for for my generation, I've got middle school and high school age kids now, and it's very much more of a we call it you know a collaborative, and that I, sure. I don't let my kids run me over, but I'm going to talk with them about how we make decisions and why mm-hmm. we're making the decision this way. I'm not going to just say because I told you so, right? Which my mom's generation did say that. Oh, because, and they don't and talk okay. about difficult things, right? In your parents, our parents' generation, right? You know, my mother was totally greatest generation, and mm-hmm. you don't talk about uncomfortable things. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. Yep. You know, you push things under the rug and you make sure that these things are um, protected. So make sure always to just sit down. So if I'm a, a, you know, our listeners out here, how do you begin those conversations with a parent that is like ours? (laughs) I think the most important thing is to find a time, not the holidays, not when things are rushed, not when there's a big family event like a wedding or something. You know, you've got to set aside the time when there's nothing else going on. Mm -hmm. And I think you don't blindside the person. 
you maybe write an email or say at the end of a family visit at one point, say, you know, I do want to set aside some time with you because there's some hard questions that I want to ask you. Very good point. And I want to have the time for us to be able to talk about it as much as you would like. And you're also giving them kind of the heads up that, you know, I'm going to want to talk about some some difficult things. Mm -hmm. And if you can put some things in an email or or provide them to them, you know, on paper so that Mm -hmm. they can look through them ahead of time and have some time to think, that will result in a much richer conversation when you do meet. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Karin. So how do we reach you? Uh, I have a website, agingcareconsult.com, and uh, my phone number is 206-999-5934. And I welcome folks to call or email with any questions, and I'm happy to point you in the direction of free resources or things covered by your insurance. And you cover pretty much from Skagit County all the way down to Thurston County. So I do. you can certainly be available for families that need you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.